welcome to the Polygamer Podcast, where gaming is for everyone. Join us as we expand the boundaries of the gaming community. Hello and welcome to Polygamer Podcast, episode number 109 for Wednesday, January 27th, 2021. I'm your host, Ken Gagney. Fun fact, my day job is not in the video game industry. I work for Automatic, the developer of WordPress.com, the hosting platform. When I was hired there three years ago this month, my job title was technical account engineer, but we eventually realized that that job title doesn't translate well within the industry. So we eventually adopted the more standard technical account manager. That is my full-time day job. And since that title does somewhat translate, I thought, well, what does it look like to be an account manager in the video game industry. So why not go right to the source? Today, I'm speaking with Massive Entertainment Account Manager, Diana Laura. Hello, Diana. Hello, hello. (laughs) Thank you so much for making time for me all the way from Sweden. I know. Hello. (laughs) We were juggling the time zones to coordinate this podcast. This may be the earliest I've ever recorded a show. (laughs) (laughs) I super appreciate you being so flexible. It's uh, it's really difficult to schedule podcasts uh, with the uh, with y'all West Coast folk. <laughs> well, you know, I, I wasn't always on the West Coast. I'm a digital nomad. I move around almost every month. I'm natively from Massachusetts, which is a little closer to you. A mess. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Are we are we mortal enemies? Because I'm from New York City. So no, New York's great. I love the Big Apple. Okay, Take the okay. train down there from Boston. Go see Maybe. some shows. Or the uh, or the Fungwa bus, um, which is, uh, uh, as long as they don't explode. As long as they don't explode or have crazy things that happen in them. Right. I'm so glad you know that reference. Not that many people know it. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. I'm picking up what you're putting hey, down. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> so tell me, I want to know more about Sweden. Yeah. But first, let's back up. Tell me more about being an account manager. And for those who haven't heard of it, what is Massive Entertainment? Well, uh, Massive Entertainment is a studio in um, in Malmo, Sweden. It's, we're in the southern part of Sweden. So we're, we don't get all the snow, um, but we but we do get um, like foggy days because we're technically uh, by the water, and so it's a um, it's a it's a video game studio. Um, we're under uh, Ubisoft, and yeah, and being an account manager is is fantastic. It's a it's I, I think it's one of those roles that I never thought that I would uh, be working um, that I would have. It's uh, I started out. It, it's uh, I started out in in musical theater, which is which is kind of funny, um, and it's uh, being account manager is sort of a, a marriage of all of that of being a, a, a theater person with the uh, outward like, hey, I'm really personable, I know how to talk to people, but then also having the production background and and uh, and also the technical know how in 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 gaming and de- game development. So it really is. Uh, it's a very interesting position. So you're kind of like the bridge that connects everybody together. And uh, um, it's awesome. I love it. I absolutely love it. The way I describe my role as an account manager is to play that clip from the movie Office Space. I deal with the goddamn customers so the developers don't have to. I have people skills. <laughs> yeah, that too. <laughs> but you're not technically interacting with customers per se are you no 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 we we i worked directly with the developers so um we have a platform called ubisoft connect that just uh, that just launched that initially used to be uplay and yeah and so i help the developers launch on uh, on ubisoft connect um as well as the uh, as the pc client platform um so i i regularly meet with the with the developers also communicate with the uh uh 
the, the game developers, as well as the platform developers and the client developers. So it's, um, it's, it's, I'm kind of, like I said, in the middle of, of, of in the middle of all of it. So I, I am, I, I am a part of a, a, of a lot of different meetings every single day and sort of communicating, um, tech speak back to, uh, you know, um, HQ and, uh, or, you know, prepping a, a game team, uh, for their, for their particular launch, which, you know, like this past, uh, this past, uh, fall, we had like four games that launched. And so that was a, that was a really busy time for us as well. And what sort of games does massive entertainment produce? Um, well, we produced, uh, the, the most popular one that we're, uh, that we had was the division and, uh, the division two, as well as world in conflict. Um, we're currently in production of, uh, of the avatar game as well as uh, just, just announced, uh, a new, uh, star Wars game as well, which is very fun. Ooh, very exciting. I know. <laughs> Some of the games you mentioned are original IP. Star Wars yeah. clearly is a franchise that is has a lot of gravitas behind it, a lot of history. It's very mm-hmm. influential. What does it feel like to work with a brand that we all grew up watching? Oh my goodness. Um it's it's exciting. It's it's I we're not going to lie. I think it's a it's a huge huge honor. Um, we, it, to be able to collaborate with, uh, with Disney and, um, and Lucas Games and, and, you know, and I, and like I said, we just announced it's going to be a new story driven open world, uh, game, um, set in the, um, in the Star Wars galaxy. And we are, we are just, we're, we're, we're so excited for that and, um, excited to sort of put the, uh, the massive spin, um, in that. That's amazing. Is this massive's first take on Star Wars? Uh, yeah, it, it is. <laughs> yeah, we have, we have a huge, we have the most, you know, fantastic team and, um, with, uh, some really great technology, um, including the Snowdrop engine, which is, uh, which is, one of our um uh the the tech that a lot of the video games um at ubisoft use as well um and we develop that in uh, internally as well as in um, in massive too so um so it's 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 really really exciting it's, it's so I, say, I know i keep saying exciting but it really really is <laughs> well given how early the game is in development that's probably one of the few things you can say <laughs> yeah pretty much exactly disney is always listening <laughs> oh my gosh yeah these are two big companies ubisoft and disney wow ubisoft disney don't forget lucasfilm games i mean they, right they they're back and so that's yep exciting as well so um it's it's i just said exciting again didn't i how many times are we gonna have a a number that pops up um no 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 dinging no worries you don't have a quota excellent yeah but it's it's great that lucasfilm games is also um is is back and and we're able to sort of take the ip and run with that so that's great so as an account manager you're working with not only the internal parties that you mentioned like developers etc but you're also working with disney and lucasfilm etc you're the liaison among all these different moving parts yeah pretty much yeah we're still in in early early developments on how exactly that's going to work with uh, but yeah that's that's pretty much it it's going to be fun did you even know that job titles like account manager existed because usually when people <laughs> think about getting into the game industry they're like oh i need to be a a developer, no code. I need to be a designer, no art. Or some people are aware that they can be narrative designers, marketing, yeah. community managers, but account manager yeah. seems a little bit more niche. It really is. I mean, I, I think it was, it's, it's again, it's one of those things where, where we, 
uh, the public believes that, you know, the video game industry is a specific way. Um, and like, like you said that there are, you know, you could only, the only way that you can get into the gaming industry is if you're a developer or if you're in community management or, you know, a producer, everybody wants to be a producer or the ideas guy. Um, <laughs> and so, um, I don't think that folks realize that there's a lot of different ways to, to be a part of the industry. And, uh, um, and, and really, I, I like to joke around that my path has always been windy and super, uh, super out there. Like I, I joke that you know I've done everything but develop in the gaming industry. I mean, I started as a as essentially a journalist, um, in uh, and doing video game uh, uh, videos on on the, in the early days of YouTube, and then podcasting as well. That was on that was on my on my list and helped you know some some video game websites get on their feet it's it, so it's 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 a lot there are a lot of different things that you could uh, that that could be that stepping stone into gaming that i don't think folks realize and and a lot of different skill sets we need a diversity like a diverse set of skill sets uh, and uh we can't all have like a you know a tech technical mind you know sometimes being a theater nerd is awesome <laughs> <laughs> It has its benefits. I would agree with that. I've done a lot of community theater, nothing professional, but it's been a blast and I had a lot of fun doing it. Yeah. I mean, you, what, what, what are the sort of skills that I'm now I'm going to interview you? What are the sort of skills do you think are, you know, would transfer over, you know, to, to gaming? Into, into gaming as an account manager, you mean? No, from, from being a theater, from, be, from doing oh. theater, from being into, you know, to, to, to being account manager, you think? Oh, well, I mean, my account management occurs in the web hosting industry. Mm -hmm. So that job, I would say, is a really important blend of technical skills and soft skills. So mm -hmm. uh, my undergraduate degree is in tech writing, okay. which you could summarize as taking a very technical subject and translating it to a lay audience, whether it's for a newspaper or yeah. user manual or a magazine. Mm -hmm. uh, so I was a magazine editor for six years. I would say that that is a very valuable skill, is being able to translate one audience's topic mm -hmm. to another audience because you need to know not only the, the technical stuff you not you need to not be a developer but you need to understand what the developers are saying so there's yeah. a technical experience and background that's necessary there yeah. and the people skills to be able to communicate it exactly that's it yeah exactly so you have the you know you have the the technical ability you have your people skills you're all working together towards a common goal i mean <laughs> you're we're all working together to to launch video to launch a video game right into into mm -hmm. the into the public but also you know support it in any way that we can and um and sort of uh and and sort of you know get it out into the world so that it could do its best it's like a, this little baby <laughs> Aww. Aww. <laughs> it's great i mean and, and all of that you know to, to go back to that the theater um of that is you know it's a bunch of nerds all working together to put something out into the world so that's kind of kind of how theater translate translates into to gaming now in theater were you one of the people on stage who gets the applause at the end of the show <laughs> yeah i was i was but also i did enjoy doing i did enjoy putting it together as well too so so i did i i uh have my my uh abilities in uh, directing um, <laughs> a director as well as being a producer too so yeah, I, I I saw that you worked on Manhattan Love Story. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, that was um for Manhattan Love Story though. That was uh also being a part of a crew. So I was a it was crew for that. Worked as a a PA um for the uh, carpentry. That would be a production assistant. Yes, a, produ a production assistant. Yeah. 
Cool. That was like one of the best times of my life being a PA. Um, it was, uh, was, was fantastic. What did you love so much about it? Well, I, I really liked the um, getting my hands dirty part of it. Like it was, um, you know, you'd wake up at like 530 in the morning and get to the office at six um, at or onset. And, uh, you know, and, you know, you, it was, it was a grunt work. So it was just like, Hey, I need some donuts. And this was also like, <laughs> in, in, you know, in like, in, in, uh, uh, New, in New York and like Queens in like this like studio and, uh, and uh, there'd be like dudes be like, hey, give me some donuts. I want some donuts. We'll get some like bagels. And, you know, I'm like, okay, how many how many uh, bagels do we need today? And, and then, you know, going to Best Buy, uh, not Best Buy, going to, um, uh, what's it name? Uh, Costco. Going to Costco and buying, uh, and, and, and buying like loads of uh, granola bars and, you know, setting up the, uh, setting up the, the food, the food table for everybody. And then just like, paperwork 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 <laughs> you know it's like yeah it was great um it was fantastic and and always 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 busy and so it was like one of the great things of of like uh you know getting a car as well and and driving around the city and and you know to pick up uh paint and uh and wood it was so random like for one day but it was awesome it was great. Well, I hope nobody listening takes this literally and says, if I want to get into the game industry, I have to be good at getting coffee and bagels. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a part of it, though. But, you know, but like, you know, it's also humbling, you know, because you just like, you realize, you realize that, oh, okay, I'm just getting, I'm getting the coffee and I'm getting the bagels for folks. But that's important because these folks are working really, really hard to build the sets. They get their, their requisite breaks. They're like, you know, when you, when you, when you get them the candy that they like, they're just like, Oh my God, thank you so much. Cause you're, 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 you're an important vital part of the production. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you're just getting food, but you know, you're also keeping these folks happy and, uh, and they're, they have fantastic, fantastic stories um, that are not safe for work. <laughs> You should not be talking about in public, but they do, and uh, uh, because because they're just like old old guard, you know, Ayatsi construction guys who just have a story about Martin Scorsese or something like that. You know, it's wild. It's wild. Well, I would say that more broadly, the role of my role as an account manager, at least, is to make sure people have what they need to do their job. And yes. in my case, instead of coffee yes. and bagels, that could be. Do you know how to install PHP code sniffer on your local development environment? And yeah. if not, here's the documentation. And if exactly. we don't have the, the documentation, I'll write it or I'll find somebody who can. Exactly. Exactly. You, you're, you're really being an account manager. You're in service of others and uh, in, 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 in service of, of the cause of, of the, the production and, you know, or, or, you know, any sort of thing that could happen that particular day. And it's really a lot of communicating and a lot of reaching out to folks. And, and I think this is where, you know, that theater experience of not being afraid to, you know, fall flat on your face, not being afraid to fail, you know, being the person asking the questions all the time and saying, hey, um, why is it this way? And uh, they're like, oh, I don't know why it's this way. Why don't we fix it? And then you're just like, I've got it. Let me fix it. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of scrappy. (laughs) One of the things you mentioned both in this podcast and in the Women of Ubisoft interview that you did was that theater auditions taught you how to accept no. But it can be 
really hard to persevere when you're constantly getting rejected. So yeah. yes, it can be valuable to learn to accept no, but how do you get to that place where you don't just let it defeat you? I think it's the people that you surround yourself with, um, to be frank. I, I just, you know, with every rejection, you know, you would, you know, you, 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 you cry a little or you're just like, damn, man, like, I, I, it, I wish, it, I wish it could have been different. And then you, you know, like, you know, pre-COVID when we could all hang out with each other, you'd hang out with your friends and you'd be like, man, I didn't get this audition or I didn't get this show or, you know, or I bombed this audition. You know, you'd just be like, you have your friends around you who are just like, no, nah, it's all cool. Don't worry about it. You're fantastic. You're gorgeous. You're amazing. And, and, and gassing you up, as they say in New York. Um, it's like it just making you feel fantastic and, you know, and knowing that like, okay, if I didn't get it this time, I can get it next time. But then also just accepting that there are things that are beyond your control. And I think that that's what kind of it, it, it taught me. Even though you got, you keep getting told no, you know, there are, there's always, there's always the possibility that someone's going to say yes. And uh, having that particular bit of hope, you know, keeps you going. And then also you just, you know, it, it really gives you a moment to, for, for self-reflection or just like, okay, why didn't it work this time? Uh, you know, if if we're talking about specifically you know theater, oh you know I did crack when I hit that A, or um, you know I did I did party a little too hard last night, or you know maybe I should have gone home you know go to, gone to bed a little earlier to you know to prep, or you know I was I was a bit cocky. So you know it, it gives you a lot of opportunity to it gives you that opportunity to sort of reflect upon like what about on yourself how you got here why what does that no mean and also be like ah you know. Sometimes you're up against, you know, uh, 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 I don't know, like, uh, what's her name? Jordan Sparkles. I, I, I made it to like a final, um, is that her name? <laughs> I feel like I'm, I'm forgetting what her name is. Uh, but I was, I, I was, I made it to a final callback for, uh, for actually for In the Heights and, um, and, uh, for, for Broadway too. And so I didn't get it. <laughs> and that's, fine <laughs> and and you know and i found out later that it was like this chick who like got out of like um uh american idol ended up getting it. and i was like all right cool <laughs> like, <laughs> that makes sense all right i mean like you know if it was between us and her or between me and her like all right <laughs> it's like that's cool like i don't have a problem with that so you know it's a, it's also like a bit of perspective you you, you kind of you know, take pleasure in even the smallest things. I made mm. it that far. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is a good opportunity to self-reflect and see where you can improve. But I imagine in any industry, but especially theater, you don't want to lose your core identity by changing aspects of yourself that you love just to fit a square mm -hmm. peg into a round hole. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's so easy to do that too. And I think that that's where, you know, a lot of, um, a lot of folks, I mean, in general, it's not just theater, but I think, I think in life, think we lose a part of ourselves when we start when 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 we think we need to do that and i think that getting getting the nose consistently getting the nose taught me that like there's nothing i'm going to do about it like at some point of the day the person sitting at the other side of uh, at the other side of that table is just going to say uh, I had coffee today. I'm really not in the mood to be here and then just not pay attention to anything, which has happened, <laughs> you know? So so you you can only control the things that you, you know, I feel like there's there are a lot of things beyond our control and um and we can't 
drive ourselves crazy to fit some particular mold that other people want you to fit. Um, and, uh, and that was like a valuable lesson that I took with, that I've, that I, that I took with me, um, when I got out of, uh, of, of theater and, um, you know, moved on to, you know, uh, uh, working in the gaming industry where it's just like, yeah, they want you to, they want, folks want you to fit in a, a, a particular way or they want you to fit in a certain, uh, you know, a certain demographic or whatever, whatever, whatever. And I, I was just like, I'm not going to do that. I'm sorry. Do you want to work with me or not? Like it is what it is. Like I'll, I'll, I'll talk to you later. So yeah, so it's 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 it it took it took a lot of that to sort of you know teach me that you know who gives a shit right <laughs> like who the like who the, what the what the fuck does it matter it doesn't fucking matter <laughs> do be you do your uh, be yourself who cares was there a breaking point for you where you said I'm gonna stop pursuing a career in theater and try my hand at video games to be frank it was really uh, the recession. Um, there was like a recession happening in the United States. I had just graduated from, from, from college. I, you know, I did, I did the tours. I did, um, I toured around the United States and stuff and that was great. And then, you know, I, I audition, I was auditioning like crazy and it was, um, and, and theater at that particular time was only hiring like superstars. They were hiring like stars and because, uh, um, you know, film, I feel like it was during the, um, it was during the writer strike. Remember that ages mm-hmm. ago? Yeah. Um, yeah. So like folks were looking for, you know, so actors were looking for other places to work and everybody went to theater. And so it was very difficult to find work. And so that's when I started to say, okay, I need to make a decision here. I am not making an income. So um, it's getting very, very difficult. And so, um, you know, I was still doing the, um, the working on, you know, working on YouTube and, and that, um, the YouTube videos and the podcasts and things like that. And I was like, well, at some point I need to make a decision <laughs> because I can't keep, you know, supporting myself on dollar pizzas. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, and, uh, and yeah. And so I, I already had the, the connections and I had the, you know, the experience in the work because I would, um, I, while I was, um, you know, um, auditioning and, and stuff, you, you say you have your day job, what's your day job. And at that point I was working at, I was working on Sony and yeah. And so I was just like, okay, 100% working at Sony. I'm not going to audition anymore. I'm not going to do any more shows. I'm going to take this seriously. I got a, got a promotion, um, which was really great. And then, you know, I was like, all right, I'm getting really serious about working in gaming, you know, cause folks were saying, Hey, we need, we need your type of, you know, we need your experience. We need your voice. Um, and you should you should join us. And so that's what I did. I, I just started applying and 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 got got the opportunity to move to San Francisco. And I started working at a Japanese mobile gaming company, which was great. Do you miss theater? I do, but I I scratch that itch. I scratch that itch, which uh, with uh, um, like when I was in San Francisco, I I worked at a or not worked, but I was a, a part of a uh, a um, a band <laughs> where I was like a singer. I would occasionally do, uh, you know, do like a an appearance where I, I'd sing like a couple songs, and that would be great. I really enjoy uh, doing like readings. So, like, I occasionally like a friend would be like, "Hey, you want to do a reading on, you know, on uh, on what is it called, the Google uh, Hangouts and things like that?" So, I'd do that as well. So, I do miss it. Um, 
I'm, I'm actually uh, interview or not interview, but I'm undoing auditions for a possible, uh, like a community theater around here, since there's a lot of like free time, <laughs> um, you know, here, you know, there's a perfect work life, work life balance in Sweden. Um, and so I actually like, you know, if I leave my, my, my day ends at five o'clock, it actually does end at five o'clock. So, you know, now I'm like, I'm like, oh man, like, I have time, <laughs> <laughs> not just because of COVID, but I actually have time after work to do things. So um, I'm I'm auditioning for uh, for some theater around here as well. And there actually is theater to audition for during a pandemic. Uh, yeah, there is. Well, you know, with uh, um, in, in Sweden um, at least, or at least at Malmo, the theater groups are are moving online, and which is a which is a common sort of thing that everybody in theater is doing. We're all moving online to do do um, Zoom shows. Which uh, which some shows are fantastic. If you, I saw a, a, a production of Midsummer Night's Dream on Zoom mm. that was just like had me in stitches. It was fantastic. <laughs> um, so yeah, so some fo- so folks are moving online and and doing shows that way. And you got to innovate. Got to innovate. It's true. We all have to adapt to these strange mm-hmm. times, and I hope that you know some of the innovation is going to stick around because it's good. But I am also <laughs> looking forward to the days when we can go to a theater and see everybody perform. <sighs> I, I 100% agree. <laughs> <laughs> so as you mentioned, you are in Sweden, but there is a pandemic. And is that a yeah. place that you need to be with so many people telecommuting to their jobs now? I think, you know, if you had told me a year ago that the we we would be able to move completely remote, I would have laughed in your face. Um, it, but you know, I don't, I don't want to, I get really heated when I talk about this. So I apologize in advance. But um, I think that we were told a, in no, no kind terms, a lie, that uh, working remotely was impossible. Um, And I think that the pandemic has proved that that is not impossible at all. Um, So I think that with, uh, with this, uh, with this, with, with new the improvements of like of technology um you can do your job anywhere i mean now you could do you could you know sign on remotely um onto your you know your office computer and do do what you need to do i think uh for me personally i do need to be i do need to be here because you know i am working with uh with with the massive team so um it does help to just you know when eventually the you know covid is uh, is over i can just walk over and just be like hey guys i have a question and then that would be super helpful but i think that when it comes to um working remotely um especially when it comes to 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 being able to do your job in in gaming i think that now that Anybody that says that a ga- that a that a role isn't remote is is lying to you. It's totally possible. <laughs> Don't believe them. Yeah, the company I work for has been remote ever since it was founded 15 years ago. Oh, so really? Whoa. We've never had an office. What? But this is my first job like this. I've only been in this role for three years. Every job I had before this was in the office. And you're right. Like so many of these jobs could be distributed and there are pros and cons to that, but it's good to have the flexibility. Yeah, I agree. And having that flexibility, I think opens up, opens the doors for others. I mean, I think that, you know, one of the the number one things that I've heard is from my, my disabled friends who've been, um, who want, wanting to find work and being told, no, we can't, we can't offer this role for you remote remotely. And it's just like, that's not, 
that's ridiculous. <laughs> like why it, it's totally, it's just, it's, it's a, it's a writing gig. Like, why do you need me in the office for this? You mm-hmm. know, when we have, you know, uh, a, a way to sort of communicate through video. Um, yeah, I think, yeah, it, it, it's, it's, it's a lie. It's all, it's, a, it's a very, very big lie that people push to try, I guess, to up their numbers, but really, you know, you could do, you could do your job anywhere. Yeah. And as you said, it was, it's not only to the benefit of the employees, but also the employer, because I, I forget exactly how our CEO puts it, but something like uh, intelligence and ambition are evenly distributed around the globe, but opportunity is not. Mm. Mm-hmm. And when you go remote, you now start fishing in a very big pond instead of just the people who can afford to live in San Francisco. Definitely, definitely. And really, I feel, firmly believe like, you know opportunity is 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 that key word. It's just like you know, I, I, an opportunity was given to me that completely changed my the path of my life. And you know, when I started working at you know at at Sony, there's a, a a gent who gave me an opportunity. He didn't have to give me the job. I was very rough around the edges. I mean, I was a theater person, but I was also like, like you know, that still hasn't gone. But I was like scrappy, and I was like, hey, I'm from New York. Hey, I'm <laughs> <laughs> like I had like, please don't nobody like make fun of me but i literally had my my because i was working i I was applying to sony and i was also applying to sony playstation at the time so i sent my resume to to both offices and uh this was a uh, and this particular office responded but i had like my gamer tag on my (laughs) and my gamer tag on my uh my um uh my resume it was like that it was totally like that (laughs) which is like supposed to be a huge faux pas at that time anyway and now if you're applying to 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 gaming you know people want want more information about your gaming abilities but at that point it was like this was like a very like you know officey job Hmm. (laughs) yeah and you know and this guy just gave me the opportunity he was like you know there's something in you you're cool um you're also honest and you're you're, you know sincere and and i do want to work with you and and that was awesome and I think that that opportunity needs to be given to everybody, not just, you know, the person, you know, the folks who are in, in your particular town. So given that break you got at Sony and that you were, as you said, coming from musical theater, which industry would you say was harder to break into acting or gaming? I think, honestly, I think gaming, I think gaming at, at that point, really, I, because I think gaming has puts up a lot of uh, is very gatekeepy. Um, you know, again, like, like I said earlier, you know, it's, you know, folks think that the only way to work in gaming is if you're a developer or, you know, or if you're a writer or, you know, those, those typical, you know, um, roles that, that are advertised. And, and I don't think people realize that we need, um, we as in the gaming industry, we need a breadth of, 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 of skills and abilities, um, that aren't just, um, aren't just a, a, a you know technically minded we need we need those soft skills as well we need folks who are able to communicate and you know collaborate those uh, those sort of things we we need a lot of those types of folks and so um i think getting past that barrier of um of where i you know i as i was i was applying to be a producer at that point um and they were like, oh, we need, you know, this particular, these, this many years experience. And I'm like, I don't have that many years experience. This is my, you know, I have, um, 
I have the skills for that, I, but I don't have this many years experience in gaming because this is my first gaming job. And this is an entry level, you know, gaming job. So why are you making it harder for me to get in when I have the skills and abilities for this particular role? And so it, it so I think gaming just makes it very difficult um, for, for folks who don't have that path to get in. Um, and so I've really like, you know, on, on a sidebar of that, I really make, make it my business to sort of like, when I recommend people, you know, for, for, uh, for roles or, um, uh, you know, it through, through my, my career is to sort of look at folks who are, you know, not, not typically, a, you know, a, a, that fit into that, that gaming bubble. Um, that gaming, you know, circle that, you know, that is very specific. So I like to hire theater nerds. I like to hire, you know, folks who worked in film and TV. Um, you know, uh, yeah, it, 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 I think that those are the sort of things that are super important that we, that we as, as, as an industry need to sort of really, really consider. I think it's important to hire people interdisciplinarily because they bring all those different perspectives. I mean, there are lots of different kinds of diversity, which we'll talk about, exactly. but, you know, professional background is one of them. Exactly. Like Ma- Massive is is really great about that. We have somebody who used to be a professional puppeteer who works in gaming, who works at, at Massive right now. So um, he's a was a puppet master. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so you know that. So that's really really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, we have folks who worked in film and TV who work at Massive too. So um, I think that that's that's important. Um, those mm-hmm. are really important things that we need to consider when we start bringing folks in. There are several account managers where I work, and two of my peers with that title, one has her law degree, the other has a PhD in performing arts. Yes. And now we're all account managers. (laughs) Look at that. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) That's fantastic. So you currently work at Massive. At a previous job, you worked at Deep Silver, which has published such games as Dead Island, Saints Row, Mm -hmm. Shenmue 3. If Mm -hmm. I understand your LinkedIn profile correctly, between Deep Silver and Massive, you had a couple of years as a freelancer. Is that correct? Right, right. So what were you doing in that role as a freelancer? I honestly, I, I was, um, I was unemployed. So I was (laughs) at that point because, um, um, I was laid off from Deep Silver. Um, yeah, during, that was a very interesting time. Like I did, I did a lot of like, uh, odd, odd jobs, I guess you would want to say, where I would, I would help uh, somebody, somebody with their site or I'd help somebody with their script or help somebody with their, you know, their writing because uh, their, uh, their marketing, um, uh, uh, or their pitch doc or something like that. Um, so I was doing a lot of, a lot of different things. At one point, I even worked at like, uh, I worked at, uh, what was it? The PlayStation, uh, why can't I remember the name of it? But the PlayStation event. Um, oh my gosh. What's the name of that convention? PlayStation Experience? Yes, that's it. The PlayStation Experience. Thank you. Um, yeah, so I worked I worked the PlayStation Experience. Um, and I was working uh, with uh, uh, for Naughty Dog at that point. Um, you know, with their, uh, they, they were having like a, uh, they had like a booth. And so I was helping with the booth there. Um, it was, it, it was, a, for the, so for those couple of months, that was just a lot of like hustling and also networking and getting to, getting to know people now that I had more time, <laughs> I just be like, Hey, so why don't you tell me what, y- you know, what you do? <laughs> let's, let's talk. Um, and, and just meeting a lot of different folks as well. Um, because, you know, I was still in San Francisco at that point. So I would just be like, Hey, does anyone want to go get coffee? Let's go get coffee. Fun. <laughs> So yeah, so that so it was a lot, a lot of a lot of hustling. 
never stop hustling <laughs> and also looking for a job. So like, I, you know, just uh, uh, applying to, uh, you know, I applied to a lot of different companies. I, you know, made it to the final, which <laughs> the, to the final uh, selection process at that point and, um, for a lot of different companies, a lot, so many. And, um, and I randomly um, applied to Masville. I was like, oh, it's in Sweden. Nah. Why, are uh-huh. they, <laughs> why do they want this mouthy broad working in Sweden? <laughs> so, and so, yeah. And, and then I, you know, I, I, I got it. <laughs> and then, like it was my first time fly. Like when I went to uh, to uh, to Ma- uh, Malmo, and I came over here to Malmo, it was my first time outside of the United States. It well, that's not true, but outside of uh, the um, Western Hemisphere. Um, so it was my first time in Europe. Hmm. Um, so which was which was amazing, and I was like, oh, look at that! Look at all these buildings. This is such an old town. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and I loved it. I fell in love with the town. I fell in love with uh, with Massive and, you know, the rest is history. So as an account manager, you're now constantly in communication with all these different internal and external parties, running things back and forth. As a freelancer, you were hustling, always looking for your next gig and mm-hmm. also applying for jobs, which can itself be a full-time job. Yeah, pretty much. Which would you say is more, I, I don't know if hustling is the right word, but w- which lifestyle is more frenetic having a full-time employer or being your own boss i think being your own boss is hard yeah it's so hard it is it was one of the most challenging moments in my life because it's like you know i i was you know i was very dependent on that next paycheck um very very dependent on that next paycheck and and to be and let's be real like i I also lived in like one of the most expensive cities in the United States. You know, I, um, my rent was, uh, was ridiculous. <laughs> um, I'm, I cannot believe I survived in San Francisco unemployed for as long as I did. I barely made it barely. And, uh, and if it wasn't for, you know, my, my beautiful, beautiful, fantastic friends that who helped me, you know, make those connections and, and, and help me find those like, you know, one-off gigs, uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have made it. I let's, I like, there was no doubt about it. I would have just like, I would have left her like much sooner, but being a freelancer is, is really, really hard. It's, it's one of the hardest things I think that, and it's a very brave thing. I have, I have, have some friends after, after the, the, the pandemic here during, during the pandemic who essentially, you know, um, you know, they, they were unemployed, but they decided to go freelance. And, um, and, you know, we talk about that, the the complexity of of you know being your own boss and and having that responsibility and always like you know always be working and finding that you know that that balance between okay so now I'm not only am I working from home because I I have to be home but I also have to you know make a paycheck because uh, uh and 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 make it myself so who am I gonna how am I gonna do this I have to you know make calls I need to like constantly be on social media and and advertise myself and advertise my abilities and my skills and so it's 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 a lot of work and then also refining that constantly so that you could you could actually um have like a you know a particular product or a particular you know skill or ability to 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 put yourself out there and so i think um I think that that is a very, very difficult thing to do. And it's a very, very brave to do. And also making that decision that, you know, I'm going to, you know, 
you know, make money on my own and not, you know, not be under anybody, not be under a major company, which I also think is extremely freeing, which is another thing that folks, you know, my friends have been saying when they've been, when they made that decision to go completely freelance is, uh, is that, you know, it's, 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 it's the, one of the most exciting and scary moments of, of their lives. And I 100% agree. And I only did that for a few months. I was like, I don't know if I could do that. (laughs) I don't not know if I could do that again. (laughs) Yeah. I've sometimes in my life tried to go freelance. I had a full-time job and I had a gig on the side. I was like, I would, I hate my day job. I would much rather be doing this Mm -hmm. other thing full-time. And I, could just never build it up enough. And maybe that was lack of opportunity. Maybe it was lack of ambition, but I could never even just get to the point. Maybe I should have quit my full-time job so I'd have to do it. I don't know, but you're right. It is very brave. It, it, it is. And I, I was, I remember even before that, like when I was, uh, you know, doing, when I was in theater, I, having to make the decision between, you know, keeping the day job or, you know, con- continue to audition and, and, you know, and, and do the shows that you're doing that balance is always there and you you always be like, well, I, but I need to pay my bills. <laughs> and, um, and at some point, you know, uh, some, you know, you have to make the decision or you're going to have to pay your bills or, um, uh, or, or, you know, or just jump, j- jump head first, uh, you know, 100% faith on, on your, your skills and abilities. Um, and, uh, yeah. And, and that, that was a, that's a very difficult decision to make. Yeah. There was one point where I wanted to try my hand at acting as a career, not just in the community. And I got a call one night to come be an extra in a Sandra Bullock film that was filming in Massachusetts. And I was like, great, when is it? And they said, tomorrow. And I'm like, that's uh-huh. that's 12 hours notice. I have a full-time day job yep. and I have not given my manager any notice that I'm just not going to be there tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. And so I had to say no. In order to be an actor, I had to be unemployed basically. Yeah, pretty much. Or have some form of income already or have, you know, res- you know, income, you know, because of uh, your family supporting you, which is, uh, which is a very real thing. Um, so you have, you know, you have your situations where folks are just like, oh, my family supports me. My, you know, my parents support me because I, I want to be an actor. And you're just like, well, shit, I wish I had that opportunity. <laughs> my family, my family can't do that at all. <laughs> they love me and they, they want me to be fantastic, but you know, paying my rent and my bills so that I could, you know, go off and do that. That's, that's not, that's not a realistic, uh, you know, thing for me. Yeah. Yeah. You mentioned that in one of your interviews, you're the first person in your family to go to college. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. First person. Wow. Congratulations. That's great. Thank you. (laughs) It's kind of unbelievable sometimes. And it's, it, it's a, uh, there's a lot of honor in that, but there's also a lot of like, um, there's a lot of, uh, of responsibility and, 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 and wanting to, you know, succeed and, and doing your family proud, um, that, that comes along with that. And, uh, I think I'm doing all right. <laughs> I think they would be proud of you regardless. Yeah, they are. Yeah. They are. <laughs> <laughs> So what can what can we do? And I don't know who we is. It could be the United States. It could be uh, families. But what can we do to make it easier for those people who want to go to college to do so? I think it's 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 the support of um, having. I think really it's having a support system. You need to surround yourself. 
I always say you need to surround yourself with really good people, um, whether, you know, that's family, whether that's friends, which it's a combination of the both of both. You just need to have good people behind you who are be, who are your cheerleaders um, and really who will respect your decision. Because, you know, I, I don't think college in, in, you know, we were, we were told that we were told that we needed to go to college. Like that was the important thing. You know, I, I was told I needed to go to college. I needed to, you know, get a degree. And, um, and I did, I got my degree. I got my theater degree, um, my, 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 uh, BFA bachelor of fine arts. Um, and then, um, you know, I, I, when I was working to, um, in gaming, or when I was starting out in gaming, I was like, oh, I need to be able to know um, what I'm talking about. Because I also, you know, uh, one of my, one of my, 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 my things that I was doing was I was also working on um, a, like a streaming service back in the, again, or in the early, early days, this was before Hulu um, came out and kind of blew us out of the water. Um, um, and we, were we were going to all of these like really big important meetings with these big important you know dudes in suits and i needed to be able to understand what they were talking about so i i was like okay well i'm you know i it, it's i make it my business to 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 understand what the hell i'm talking about and so i went back to school and i i got my masters in in entertainment business and so i did that and you know i had so i have my masters as well and i and but that that was my decision and that was something that i think that i remember when i was when i was uh, make trying to make the decision if i wanted to get the masters or not i remember uh, a a coworker saying diane i don't think this masters is necessary if you want to work in gaming it's not necessary you need to just you know you just need to have the ability and you have the you know the opportunity and i'm just like well I don't have the opportunity. <laughs> so I, you know, this will help me. And so it, it, at the end of the day, it did. And I don't regret getting my master's at all, but I don't, but that was my path. That's the direction that I went. And I will say that, you know, having that, having that degree, having that master's, having the, you know, the BFA going to college, um, that was something super, super beneficial to me personally. And that was something that I had full support uh, behind me of, uh, from, from everybody that I love. Am I going to suggest that for somebody? else? I don't think so. I think, you know, you know, I'm, I'm, I think, you know, college kids, kids these days, as they say, I think they have, there are better opportunities. There's, you know, there's more opportunity out there to, to, to enter gaming. So, you know, find what you're really, you're really good at, find what you're looking for, what, what you want to do, and then just find the community that from there, I've been telling folks that disc, you know, find, find your discord community. There's <laughs> lots of discords. There's a lot, a lot of, uh, um, you know, reddits, <laughs> like reddit is, is a fantastic research. There's a lot of places where, you know, where you can talk to folks, Twitter, like I was just talking to, you know, I was just mentioning on, on, on Twitter, uh, you know, yesterday that, you know, LinkedIn people, you know, people sleep on LinkedIn, but it really is a fantastic resource. It's a great resource to, to connect to people. So I think that there's a lot of opportunities right now for folks to get into, into the, into the industry. My footsteps are windy. They're very, very windy. I, I have done, like I said, I feel like I've done a lot and I've, um, I've had a, you know, a very, very windy, fantastic journey that, um, that I, I say folks that that was my journey and, you know, 
if you need help, I'm here to help you help guide you. But I don't recommend going my way because there was a lot of hardships. It's a lot easier now. Yeah, just find the resources. There, there are, there's a lot of resources if you want to get into gaming. There's a lot of folks who are also out there who are willing to help and reach out and, and you know, reach out to, to folks who want to get into gaming as well. So um, I think in in this very very you know long story short way i think it's really um it's not a matter of making it easier it's just a matter of making your own opportunity i absolutely agree about finding your community i whether that's on twitter or discord or linkedin mm-hmm. i got my master's degree and i would say the most valuable thing i got out of it was the connections i made right 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 mm-hmm. i mean it 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 really is and and really like I, and i think the connections that i've made are just the people that i've met throughout uh, throughout the years, like, you know, going to, going to like a, a, an event and just be like, Hey, oh my gosh. Hi. Like I haven't seen you in ages. Let's talk. Let's catch up. Oh, what you're looking for a job. Oh, here's my resume. You know, like it's so it, it's, it's really, it's really like that. And just not being an asshole, like being <laughs> a sincere, good person can get you a long way. I think a lot of folks think that like you need to, there's strength in being cruel and mean and, uh, um, and just ignorant as fuck, um, you know, for your, to get your hot take of the day. Like, I don't, I don't think that that is an effective way to, um, uh, to, to, to get, to get folks to like you. I just think being a sincere, you know, good person can go a long way. Well, it's very similar to how we started the conversation about being an account manager. Be of service to others. You know, yeah. I've I found the most valuable things that I can do in the gaming industry is introducing people to other people yes. or just giving them opportunities, like being on a PAX panel and making sure that it goes well for them. When when you know, one of my friends, Francesca, who's been on this podcast, says that she loves being on my PAX panels because all she has to do is show up. Mm-hmm. You know, and when she shows up like I already have everybody's little name placards out. I have <gasps> notepads and pencils so they can take notes what? during the presentation. I have the slide deck that introduces them. So there's nothing for them to worry about. It's just all ready. That's awesome. That's so nice of you. <laughs> 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 oh my gosh. I want to be on one of your panels. I want you to be on one of my panels. <laughs> ah, did we just make a connection? <laughs> I think so. OMG. Hi. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> You know, so we've we've both been at PAX East, and you know that was easier for you to access when you lived in New York. Before that, you lived in uh, Louisiana, then you lived in San Francisco, and now you live in Sweden. Mm-hmm. Has any one of those places felt like home to you? Oh man, um, I'm a born and bred New Yorker. I'm really born and raised New Yorker, um, and I guess bred too. <laughs> um, I I love New York. I love New York so much. Um, it's in my blood. It's in my soul. Mm. And I miss it desperately. I'm getting teared up just thinking about how much Aww. I miss New York. Oh. Um, so I think that that's my home. But that's that's my home. It really is. But, you know, it's just like, it's it's just like, you know, sometimes you just get tired of your home. And that's pretty much what happened with me that made me move to San Francisco. I was just like, I was, uh, you know just needed that that moment that was that was just like Diana there's more things out there you need to open your eyes 
and you know getting the, getting the opportunity to to move to to Malmo, Sweden, a place that if you had said to me, you know, five years ago, oh yo, Diana, you're gonna be living in, in Sweden, I'd be like, yo, you fucking crazy, <laughs> <laughs> like get the fuck out of here. Yeah. <laughs> what the hell is in Sweden for me? <laughs> for me, <laughs> Diana. And yet there you are, and then and yet here I am, and um and and I'm not gonna lie, but. Sweden is kind of feeling a little bit like home now. Hmm. Mm-hmm. How long have you been there now? Um, it's going to be three years. Wow, already. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it really is. Like, time flies. Time really flies. Well, I'm glad you got to experience Sweden before the pandemic. I started nomading a year and a half ago, which means oh I move God. almost every month. And for the last year, almost every place I go feels the same because everything mm-hmm. is shut down and you can't see any people and there's no community or no culture. Yeah. And like So I've yeah. been to some great places like Bend, Oregon and Portland, mm-hmm. and I am supposed to be going to Alameda next. Oh, fun. Well, you would think, but oh, <laughs> what's the right. point of yeah. being in Alameda when you can't see <laughs> yeah. anybody or do anything? That's true. True. That's true. I was just I was just literally about to say you should go to the theater, but that that theater in Alameda, but that's uh that's shut down too. Yeah. So. That's my point. I was when I w- would arrive in a new city before the pandemic, the two things I would look up were the community theater and the mm-hmm. contra dances. And I would get mm-hmm. to see all the culture and meet all the people. And now I go to each place and my question is, does it have a TV so I can watch <laughs> movies and play video games? And internet, internet. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um I you know, what's so funny is that like this year, isn't that, isn't that how everybody's story is? It's like this year was supposed to be the year. <laughs> like this year was going to be the year where I was like, okay, now I'm comfortable in Sweden. I'm, you know, I'm feeling good. Um, I've got my place. So I'm, 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 I'm feeling pretty good. So now I'm going to travel because, mm-hmm. you know, we're so close to, uh, you know, what's great about Malmo is that we're connected to one to uh, Copenhagen and it's a major airport. Um, and so you you could fly anywhere from there. So I was just like, oh man, I'm going to go this place. I was going to go this place and uh, go, to, go to Spain, um, which I haven't been to yet. Oh. <laughs> I haven't been there yet. It's like right there. It's like two hours away, man. Um, and uh, yeah, um, it's, uh, I will say this though, last year, uh, not last year, like pandemic last year, but the year before that, um, I did go sailing um in uh in that was uh in the mediterranean and that was like one of the most amazing things in my life as well i was like yo again this diana this diana from the bronx sailing <laughs> in the mediterranean i'm so bougie right now <laughs> look at me <laughs> it's so amazing when you just take a step back and you look at the context of where you were and where you are and you're like i could not have seen this coming no, then it's been a blessing. Every every, I, I sometimes I I I walk down the street and I'm like, I'm in Sweden, <laughs> like you know, it's just, it's just like walking and I'm just like, where am? Oh, that's right, I'm in Malmo. I'm in Sweden right now. I'm in Europe. I'm not in. I'm not in the United States. It's really, it's a very odd thing. It's a, it's something that like you know, I'm talking to to some of my my coworkers who are also from the U.S. Where just like, has it hit you that you live in Europe now? Or like, I don't know. I've been here for six years, and every and every day, like, <laughs> it's it's always amazing. I'm like, yeah, yeah. It's a blessing, though. It's a blessing. See, with me, I move around so often that there are mornings I wake up and I have to ask myself, where am I? (laughs) 
That's so like, awesome, though. <laughs> it gets a little confusing. You, I need to ask you questions offline about that because that's pretty sweet. I am open to questions. <laughs> nice. So we're coming up on an hour, but there's one other topic I want to talk to you about, which mm-hmm. is that as we're recording this, it's late January, which means we're on the cusp of February, which is often observed in the United States as Black History Month. Mm-hmm. And your Twitter timeline was referring to people falling into bad habits, artists being exploited, etc. So, mm-hmm. you know, a- as a white person, I'm aware that Black history should be celebrated every month. But mm-hmm. beyond that, I'm not familiar with the, any negative connotations of how Black History Month is observed. Uh, you know, I, I hate to be the white dude asking you to explain things to me, but oh, no, can not- you help me understand what, what's going on? Yeah. Of course, I think the simple, you know, where we joke about um, what folks have been joking about is that like, you know, um, I think folks forget that that black, like you said, like Black History Month, it should, it, 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 we should be celebrating um, all like every, every month. We should be, we should be, we should be celebrating all the time. And I think what ends up happening is um, after, you know, um, after the Black Lives Matter movement, folks were like, oh, you know, oh, we need to pay more attention to, uh, to, to, to the Blacks. And we need to pay, attention, pay more attention to the Latinos, you know, like, because they're angry. So we're going to, you know, uh, use this opportunity to, to say that we support Black Lives Matter, you know, um, and, and it could seem opportunistic, um, and, and, uh, and kind of, um, makes you feel a bit tokeny when somebody reaches out to you to say, Hey, we want to highlight you for Black History Month. It's just like, you didn't pay attention to me and my, my skills and abilities for the whole entire year. But we, for this particular month, all of a sudden, now you're interested in what I'm doing. And so that can, um, that can be extremely insulting and obnoxious because folks are here all the time. Like they're like, you know, you know, black folk don't become visible <laughs> just that one month, you know, which it, uh, one, one month out of the year. And I think that um, there's a bit of a, uh, there's a bit of saltiness around that because there are people who are actually doing legitimate work all throughout the year who are constantly reaching out to, you know, major companies and, you know, major outlets for some form of visibility. And, you know, 11 months out of the year, they're constantly being annoyed. And then the only time their, um, you know, their services are needed is, is to essentially elevate that, that, company or elevate that, um, that, uh, that outlets, uh, platform. And so it's just like, I don't want to be a token. I don't want to be anyone's token. Um, I'm actually, and so, so there, so there are some folks who are just like re- either refusing wholeheartedly to just not participate in, in, in any of that sort of foolishness of, of being that particular token, but then also saying, okay, you want to use me, then pay me. Like, fuck you, pay me. Um, you know, it's like, like i think black public speakers they you know when you they you folks are asking for their rates you say hey these are my rates and then all of a sudden you know the 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 person asking completely disappears because mm-hmm. they only want you know your voice for how much they want to pay you for so it's just like it like if you think that my voice is important then you're willing to give you're willing to drop down that 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 cash to 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 you know, to support it. 
So I think that that is uh, that's kind of what ha- what's happening right now. Um, you, you know, you don't want to you know you don't want folks to be exploited. We're also also reminding a lot of folks, hey guys. Do not forget these, like, you know, if you want to work with me, then pay me double what you're, what I'm normally worth. And I, and I think that there's, there's valid, uh, it's, it's extremely valid because, you know, as soon as, you know, the protests and, um, the protests started to sort of die down, you know, black, you know, uh, 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 black lives matters, uh, black lives matter started to disappear from folks' timeline. And so, you know, and the importance of, of, of that message and what people were, were, were protesting about was gone. And all of a sudden it's, you know, those black voices were just not as, were, were just not as valuable. And, and that's extremely disrespectful um, because folks exist outside of, you know, these sort of, uh, of circumstances. Um, and I, and I think that what's incredibly frustrating as well is it's like, and 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 um and I think uh, uh, Tanya said it really well on um on on Twitter. She was just like, um, I don't want to do you know why it's imp- why I am this you know person you know underscore person in gaming like or like I don't want to do those you know insert um it's so you know it's very difficult to be a a, a black woman in gaming or difficult to be etc 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 in gaming like I don't want to talk about those sort of those conversations anymore like I nobody wants to you know talk about like how um I was a theater major or how was you know you know like in this case of, of Tanya it was like a she has like a breadth of of experience and abilities and she is beyond that like she's beyond that and we're we're beyond that and um and stop exploiting people at the end of the day is what it comes down to. I mean, there is value in diversity 101 for those who have no prior introduction to it, but Definitely. that that corpus of literature has been produced, you know? It, it's out there for people who need it. And to Tanya's point, it's time to move on to diversity 201 and 301. Exactly. 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 And it really, it's and highlight highlight people all throughout the year, not just during Black History Month, not during just insert this particular month. Like you know, there are Latinos in the in uh, in 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 the gaming industry that are working extremely hard. There are um, Asians who are working extremely hard. There are Native Americans who are working very hard. There's like there's a lot of people in the industry who are working very very hard, and we should not only highlight them that one particular month out of the year, and we 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 need to respect that and um and understand that you know it 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 does get exploitative when you're only highlighting them that one time of the year mm-hmm. so we should celebrate diversity year round and pay people what they're worth it sounds easy <laughs> it's, it's it's so extremely easy <laughs> i mean it should be right i, I it's and just it's a it's a matter of like what I said earlier. It's just like stop being an asshole. Like, and even that even goes with uh, you know not paying people what they're worth. It's like you know you have the money to pay people more. It's just that you just don't want to, you know. Um, and that's incredibly disrespectful. Absolutely. Well, thank you. I, I appreciate you putting those things into context for me. I wasn't. I mean, now that you explain it so easily, it, it sounds obvious. But these are not things that I had been made aware of. Yeah, and and honestly, it's it, it it's like you said, the information is is out there, and you know, and if you have any questions, it's just, just a, it's perfectly okay to just ask too. Well, thank you. And where is here online? Where can people find you? I'm on Twitter. 
that is uh, one of my main platforms. Uh, so you can find me at Girl Pants GR, and that's uh, G R L Pants GR. <laughs> <laughs> is there a story behind that? There actually is. <laughs> there was a uh, uh, I was playing I was bowling. It was like in, I was in high school. I was bowling, and you know, and we were trying to come up with nicknames, and somebody was just like, "You're a girl, and you've got pants." So girl pants. I was like, ha, ha, okay. <laughs> but I couldn't fit girl the full girl pants. And so it was just like GRL pants. <laughs> but do the pants have pockets? Always, always. Always. Of course. They always need to have pockets. It's a requirement. Why do you get pockets? I don't understand. Me neither. <laughs> Makes no sense. No sense. So at primarily all. Twitter. Anywhere else? I'm also on, on Instagram. But pretty much, if you just need to find me, like the you can find me uh, uh, on Twitter, and uh, there's like a link there that connects you to other other places as well. Awesome, thank you. Yeah. So we we have talked today about being an account manager, about being a freelancer, living in New York, San Francisco, Sweden, going to college, Star Wars, Black History Month. Is there anything else you want to chat about today? I could continue to talk if we need to. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I'm just, I just want to say thank you for inviting me. This has been such a wonderful experience. And, um, and yeah, just, uh, I always make myself available to folks. Um, if you have any other questions, just reach out to me. Um, very, very open. I'm, I'm, I'm an open book. So I can, I, I don't have a problem helping folks. So. <laughs> I'm so glad to hear that. Diana Laura, account manager at Massive Entertainment. Thank you so much. Thank you. This has been Polygamer, a GameBits production. Find more episodes, read our blog, or send feedback at polygamer.net.